You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Dr. Tiffany King. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue talk show, where we push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask when it comes to race, sex, and culture. So I always like to say we are the best in the world at having these hard conversations. have a special long-time returning guest uh, to the show. Uh, Tia House, thank you, Queen, for being with us this morning. If both of you ladies will say hello to the intellectual outcast, and uh, we'll actually start with you, Dr. King, if you will. Um, after you say hello, we'll um, have you give a little bit of your background, and Tia, you can give your background after Dr. King. But hello, ladies. Thank you all for being with me. Good morning. Uh, thank you for um, inviting me to join in with you this morning, Montoya. It's always a pleasure. Um, as Montoya introduced me, as um, my name is Tiffany King, and I've um, been a, a fan of Montoya's for, I don't know, 20 plus years and love the Mental Dialogue pro- platform. Um, professionally, I'm uh, a research psychologist, uh, a research scientist, and so I, I primarily engage in research these days, but I've been in mental health um, services for over 20 years. And so, um, in addition, I have been married for a little bit 20 years in February, so I'm, I'm walking this, this journey when it comes to managing. Um, a, a, a relationship, and so um, I'm excited for the conversation, and excited to hear what folks, you know, bring to the table today. No, absolutely. And Tia, if you will, Queen, same thing. Just give any part of your background that you think is applicable to this morning's discussion question before we let the actual question out the bag. But thank you, Queen, again for being with us and our intellectual outcast out there listening. Go ahead, Queen. Absolutely, absolutely. Good morning, family, um, for those that are on the panel. And thank you again, um, Montoya, for having me on. My name is, it looks like Tia, and I, and I answer to Tia. It's actually pronounced Ty, but that's okay if you say Tia, no worries. Um, it's short for Ty Mika, but I just go by Ty. But thank you again for having me. Um, just a little bit of background. Uh, as uh, Queen Tiffany just said, I've actually known, we call him Smitty, but Montoya through my husband um, for over I think 20-something years of their friendship, so um, we connected a few years ago as well. But I've been in the medical field for over 22 years, 23 years. Um, I work now as an office manager for AGI uh, Medical Practice. And um, as Queen Tiffany said as well, I've been married for 22 years. Um, My husband and I have been together for 25. And um, if you know anything about an Air Force man or military man, ego comes with that. So I'm excited to get into the conversation as well. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, we talked a little bit about it last night, and ironically, uh, my husband and I have a little bit of a different opinion on this. So it's going to be fun getting into, so I'm excited. Thank you again for having me. No, absolutely. And you and um, Big House, as I call them, y'all do um, couples counseling, and you will be tired from now on. Forgive yes. me for that. Been a been a minute. It's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. But uh, we are gonna get that right. Uh, but with that said, uh, let's go ahead and let the cat out the bag on this morning's discussion question. And Tiffany, we'll start with you because you've done this before. This morning's discussion question: In relationships, should women have to manage a man's ego? In relationships, should women have to manage 
a man's ego. And the way we always like to start, because we always have a, a early break, if you will, uh, Ty is just basically answering what was your initial thought. So we'll let Dr. King do that first. So what was your initial thought when you heard the question worded that particular way? Just the initial thought. Don't go any deeper into the second and third thought. We'll say that to after the break. Uh, but yeah, if you will, Dr. King, what was your initial thought? I think um, I chuckled because, you know, being married for 20 years, we've had to navigate this space. Um, you know, my my husband has a big ego. And so it's been a journey. I can imagine. I can imagine. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Ty, you've actually um, just happened to mention you and your husband feel different on it. So I'm really intrigued to hear <laughs> when he, I said, hey, ask your wife to come on the show. I need her for this one or whatever. And so when he, when he said, hey, come on the show, I knew coming on the show wouldn't be an issue. But when you heard the question worded that way, what popped in your head as well? Really the same thing. I laughed because um, just really, really quickly, the way that, that House and I met, that was the first thing, thought that I had about him. Like, you are arrogant as I don't know what. Like, I, you know, I'm not impressed by your ego. I'm not impressed by, you know, your uniform or any of that. So um, it was kind of funny as well I just because, again, um, his his ego, he's a big guy in statue, but he's a big guy, you know, in his presence and, um it was it was it was funny. It was funny because just because of our history. Yeah. Twenty two years later though, he like, Yeah, you like that big ego. You like that big ego. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about you he's so arrogant and you don't like him, but twenty two right. years later. So whatever y'all difference is, exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and side with my big my big brother and say he won the belt. <laughs> Well, as I'm concerned, we don't even figure out what your opinion is. We're going to go ahead and kick you off the show. Talk about you and one <laughs> Nah, let me stop. Let me stop. But now, nah, real quick, before we got actually a few minutes before the break. So, Tiffany, uh, you actually actually mentioned, um, and I've been fortunate enough to have you and your husband on the show. Very serious show. So, I don't know about this ego, if you will. So, just kind of mention that because I don't, you know, I don't know the story, you know, directly. Again, we've been longtime friends. Um, you know, I've always loved and the, um, you know, watch you in a sense blossom into your family. I knew that was important to you prior to having a family and the fact that, you know, you and him have been able to pull it off. And I really love the time I had you both on the show. But yeah, I don't know about this ego. Tell me a little bit about it before we go to our, to our first break. Sure. I mean, you know, uh, Ty said it. My husband is a big guy physically. And so he has a presence automatically that oftentimes comes off as intimidating. <laughs> Um, but we're both educators. We, we met in a doctorate program, so he, he met a woman who has a very strong mind, and then he has a strong mind, and so it's, it's, it's meant that we've definitely had very strong, wheeled conversations and dialogue, and, and I would even call them, you know, intellectual debates about certain things. And so, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily um, get with the idea of, 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 of having, you know, intellectual debates in your household, but that's what I think it, it, it amounts to is, we are okay with agreeing to disagree about things, but oftentimes it's, it's you know, me having to grapple with the fact that, you know, I'm a strong-willed woman, he's a strong-willed and, you know, big evil man, and so how do we how do we balance that out so that, you know, there's no disrespect, that there's no, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not diminishing my voice while elevating his, and he's not, and he's not, you know, feeling like he has to diminish his voice and his power while, you know, grappling with the fact that he has this woman that's a doctor as well, and so it's, it's been an interesting dynamic, and I can say that We've done the work, and we are continuing to do the work. It's not always easy, 
but it's definitely worth it. Um, no, it you know, it's good. been a commitment that we both had. So, yeah, that's what I'll say. Two big minds, you know, that, you know, we've had to, to balance that out pretty, continue balancing that out because it's not done. It's, it's, it's continuous work. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, a couple of minutes before the break, T, I'll let you kind of jump into uh, my brother's big houses ego a little bit as well. No, I mean, we and this is gonna, you know, when we come back from break, we're gonna go real big picture with this thing. But just, just, just to kind of dig in a little bit, uh, we'll get about a minute and a half. Any, any thoughts about that big ego that you didn't like at first, and now he your man after 22 years strong? Go ahead, quick. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, when I first met him, um, I was just coming out of nursing school at the time, and he was. Um, you know, in the military, and we both met working some offside jobs. He was working security, and I was a hotel manager, and he was security at the at the hotel where we were. And it was just a matter of, um, I think he felt like that that's what he, I mean, we were much younger, so I think he felt like that's what was impressive, and that's what, you know, he needed to be. Um, he's the only boy in his family. He's the youngest of three sisters. And so he's always been the protector of his mom, the protector of his sisters. And right um, when we, shortly after we met, his father passed. And so then he really had to step up and, you know, be that man. And what came with that was I have a responsibility, and in order for me to have that responsibility, let me um, appear, for lack of a better term, bigger than, you know, bigger than life. You know, I'm a big guy, so I have to represent in a big way. And, you know, I come from a divorced family. I was raised by my grandparents. But, you know, being Southern girls and, and all of that, we're delicate. We're strong, but we're delicate. And I, that didn't mean anything to me. I never had to be validated by a man. You know, I had uncles, and I have an older brother. And so everything he was bringing was like, no, you know, that might impress somebody else. It doesn't impress me. So, um you have to do more than that, brother. You have to do more than that. that. You know, yeah, you don't have to bring something different to the table. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We're up against the break, so we'll get it. And like I said, we're going to take this big picture and we'll weave in y'all personal stories because, again, I want it. Um, again, you know, in a sense, sisters like yourselves who, who can talk about, in a sense, successfully navigating, quote, unquote, the man's ego because we always hear that the man's ego typically um, is quote unquote. I'll just kind of generalize and say bigger in, within relationships. I think there's some validity to that as well. We'll be right back. We're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Today's discussion question: In relationships, should women have to manage a man's ego? We'll be right back. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season, or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S. Kinds Accounting and Tax Services, where each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses, S. Kinds Accounting and Tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but S. Kinds Accounting and Tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with S-Kinds Accounting and Tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770-947-3667. Or email them at advice at thetaxcoach.com. 
because there's like four H's ass. Mm-hmm. Why is the black man's ego so fragile? Hmm. I think that is that, see. I have a problem with this question because this is a generalization. Mm-hmm. Th- that's a general uh, like a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like all black men's all like all black men are our egos are fragile. I don't think that. But what I will say is is that. For a black man whose ego might be fragile, you gotta you gotta look at the black man's history, right? Over hundreds of years, the black man has been, and I'm not saying this by black women because I'm not one of those people that say black women don't support black men by no means. The black man has been dragged, murdered, raped, uh, taken advantage of. In in public, these are things I'm saying in public, um, discarded, forgotten about, a lot of different things. I feel like for somebody whose ego who can can be fragile is our our egos are essentially like the DNA of who we are. Yeah. So spe- specifically, I don't know like if if, Shan- if Shannon was saying this about maybe a few black men, she may know. Or uh, just black men in general, but what I will say is like people. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I don't. I completely don't have an ego. I think that there's levels to ego. Yes. So I feel like for me, my ego is um, who I am, but like I'm still learning who I am. There's no like top level of who I am, so I'm receptive. That's why I don't have a, a like, the ego when it comes to like. The, the level of like feeling that nobody like we untouchable, right. right? I feel like for me being a black man in every sense of the word, unapologetically, there are a lot of black men who do work on themselves and try to build themselves up. And when they feel disrespected, they protect and they guard that. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host. Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Dr. Tiffany King. This morning's discussion question. In a relationship, should women have to manage a man's ego? Our special guest is Ty House, relationship counselor as well. As we hear a cut, um, that was a guy named Wayno from the Hear Me Out, or on the Hear Me Out podcast. I don't think it's his. Uh, but just kind of wanting to go big picture. I see we have a caller out there. We're going to Get to the caller in a little bit. If you want to call in, the number is 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1. But going big picture with this con- with this this idea. So in general, I already kind of mentioned, uh, I would th- say it's fair to a degree that the, this generalization that the man's ego can, can tend to be bigger. Not always the case. There's definitely um, plenty of women with big ego. And again, not saying that that in itself is a problem, uh, but just highlighting that – you know, to a degree, generalizing that the man's ego can be bigger, but to put it in the context of what we do on this show, then you bring in the element of it for us as black men and what we, in a sense, face out there as you hear Wayno break down some history that is, let's be honest, is something that I think sisters are always trying to figure it and figure out and factor in because we have this idea that, in a sense, the black man goes out in the world uh, not only with the task of, if you want to say, protect and provide, but also the burden that may come with systemic racism or other aspects. Again, not 
<clears throat> not trying to overstate that, but it's a, it's an underlying reality for African American men, as Wayno just mentioned. So, Dr. King, I'll actually start with you again. Um, just any thoughts on that larger, broader context? Because we can't do this show without starting there, in my opinion. Absolutely. I, I think that um, <clears throat> having a foundational understanding of ego and that, you know, ego does not look the same for everyone is, is, is critical here because we're, we're not, we're not, we're not a monolithic people and, and men certainly are not <laughs> um, a monolithic, you know, uh, being. And so um, I think I really resonated with his words. You know, it, it, it's important for us or for men to understand where they are with their ego as he suggested, um, you know, for ourselves doing doing that inner work or doing that that um, that, that self searching to understand where where do do I stand as a man and and how my ego nav- and how my ego plays its, its part in my everyday you know kind of engagement and, and interactions with people. Um, do I have an awareness of of times when it is um, leading me or when it is you know you know taking take, taking the back seat to you know other other parts of, of who I am and so. Um, I yeah, that makes sense. Let me let me, let me, let me throw this out. I'm asking, yeah, yeah, let me ask you this though. I'm just saying, like, the, can you speak to the broader context of the when he talked about the history of black men and how that factors, I would say, uniquely into the black man and black woman's relationship? That aspect of you know, he was talking about the you know, if you got to look at the history of the black man, he's been through this, he's been through mm-hmm. that, he kind of laid out a bunch of things. So, just wanted to Absolutely. get any thoughts on, on that context, if you will. That if historical you context. Absolutely, you know, honestly, when, when, when the question was originally posed, one of the first things after I chuckled and, and I began to kind of think a little, bit, a little bit about the topic, you know, the first thing that my mind went to is that black men yesterday, today, and probably forever will constantly be pitted in this society as, um, as 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 having a damaged psychology, as as having to navigate and jump through hurdles that no other um, you know race culture has had to, and you know, and I think that you know I have to be honest with that as a as a black woman who has chosen to love a, a black man who has a history, um, you know, similar to many other black men in this country, it has not been easy for them. Um, and then that's not to take 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 anything away from any other culture, race, et cetera, that has had, had you know challenge in this world. But ours is definitely one to um, you know marvel at you know in terms of how we we've, we've continued to fight and, and against the the historical context that we have to you know live through. Um, but I do think it's critical to understand that that our history definitely has it continues to live today. If I can, if I can, if, if I can be clear about that, the, the his, history that Black men have, have gone through since even since being brought to this country continues to live today, and I think that even even our, our young boys, I, I see 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 ways in which that history continues to trickle down to even them, and how we have to continue to shape their minds and hearts to navigate what they're going to experience in this world. Well, absolutely, um, T. Before we go to the time, sorry. Before we go to the caller. Um, I as just as a brother, as a black man, feel like there's an extra burden on the black woman to be aware of that, and I'm and I'm and not just a burden from the standpoint of that is just a bad thing. I'm saying it as a it's such a reality, and what I think 
sometimes happen in today's time uh, to kind of reference to what Dr. King just mentioned or Tiffany just mentioned was the idea that, that history lives today. So that so I want to say this and then get your thought. It's, it's, it's a reality that I think sometimes gets lost today. And so it create it can create issues, and you as a counselor may have seen this. I think it can create issues when that context is lost between a, 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 a modern or a more common relationship today where that factor is not considered sometimes, and there's this extra hurt that comes because maybe even as the man or, you know, as the woman is something that they're not always aware of that historical context, if I'm making sense with that question. Go ahead, Queen. Absolutely makes sense with the question and and what the young man said in the soundbite um, just was was absolutely spot on because we do have to consider the history um, and we do have to consider not just the years of the history of the black man but then once you start to break down the individual family background of that man um, one thing that I was about to call him Elder House that House would say is that one, he always saw his father working and for him, that was his his sole thing as he grew up and he knew that he wanted a family was, I just have to work, I have to work, I have to provide. and But with that, you know, came that, oh, I'm taking care of my family, which absolutely you're supposed to. That's, that's your job. That's, you're the provider of the house. Um, but what we have to be sensitive to, I think, is I think managing the ego comes down to respecting the man. Um House is, is a big hands-on person. He's, you know, real quick to say, well, I can fix this. I can do that. And um, I had just a quick story. I had an issue with my um, truck a couple of months ago, and um, we couldn't get in contact with our, our mechanic guy. And he said, well I, well, I can fix it. But I kept saying to him, you don't want to call Marvin? And he was like, no, 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 I can do it. And I said, well, I think you should call Marvin. What I was doing was a level of disrespect because I started to doubt his ability to provide for me, if that makes sense. And he ended up fixing the truck. And then even after he fixed it, I said, is this temporary? Are you still going to call Marvin or, you know, and, and he actually got upset with me. Um, and he said, you don't trust me. That hurt because clearly I trust him. I, I trust his ability, but I got to drive this thing and I want to make sure that it's going to, you know, and it was a simple Fix. I don't know anything about cars, but it was a simple fix. Um, but I'm saying that to say when we counsel couples, one of the things that I really talk to the ladies about is when women marry or they get in relationships, they get in it for a sense of security, not from a physical security, but from an emotional security. They need to know that this man can cover and protect them. With that comes the level of respect that this woman has to have for the man. Um right. Let, and, let me let me jump in real quick if you don't mind, Queen. And sure. I'm jumping in because I'm 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 because we yeah because where you're going, I'm, I was trying to literally really fall in on that historical context before we get into okay. the nuts and bolts, if you will. Because what yeah. I, what enough maybe I wasn't clear in my question. I was wondering had you seen in a sense the experience of like for like I'll just say it like this as from a man's standpoint. So like getting faced with something that happens from a uh, overall racial situation like comes in and, and is a burden sometimes that that if you are with someone who doesn't understand that aspect or let's say you date outside your race just as an example to kind of try to make this very more clearer 
And so you may, if you date somebody outside the race, they might not have no understanding of that context. And so what you're experiencing as Wayno laid out as a black man who's, as, as Wayno said, publicly been raped, been you know, historically, not you individually, right? So I'm just trying to, I'm, just, I'm trying to start with that historical context before we get into the nuts and bolts. So maybe I'm not being clear yes. in the in, in the question. And so I was just wondering, as a counsel, counselor, have you seen that play out, or just what are your what is your own perspective about that historical context? Again, I just wanted that foundation before we got into the nuts and bolts. Got it. Um, it's it's important. The, the short answer is it's very important to to understand and to know that um, because a black man knows nothing else to do but to be a black man. And so for us as black women, we we have to be very sensitive to that and be sensitive to what a black man's history is. Um, I personally have not experienced that with, with, with house. I haven't experienced it with a lot of couples that that has okay. come into play. Okay. Um, it's it's there, it's there. But I think it's just okay. And, and help me if I'm answering your question. It's no, you are. No, just a level no, of respect no, no. in the man. No, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, if you haven't had, had experience with that, then that's that's you know. So I definitely respect that. I just like I just wanted to start with that context. So I'm gonna throw it right back to you, and then we're gonna go to a caller. I'm gonna throw it back to you, Dr. Kim, before we go to the caller. So again, in the field of psychology, again, trying to at least start the foundation of this conversation with that context. Um, you know, in my mind, I can see how in, in, in other cultures or other races, while, again, we all have to navigate the world as men and women anyway, that, that, that's no different for any other culture, if you will. However, I can see there are times where when you have a woman who understands it, she may take in consideration and know how to respond in a way that's not disrespectful, whereas another woman might not take that historical context in play and kind of overstep and not understand that, that, that additional burden that even the man carries. And I would offer for women that understand it, it ends up being a, even more of a burden just having to navigate that African-American experience in the country. So any thoughts from, you know, just from the psychology of it all, then we're going to go to the caller. I do. I mean, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I understand about the ego in that the ego has, um, it has, it, it's, the, it's the core part of our, our personality that really um, helps us deal with, with our realities. And so it's, it's kind of the, you know, some people call it, it's, it's, it's our, our conscious, our pre-conscious and our unconscious mind. So if you think about it, you're dealing with some, with some things unconsciously, so that could, that could, you know, be the historical traumas, you know, the, the, the post-traumatic slave syndromes, you know, that, that you know, we, we, we are learning about still today. <clears throat> the conscious things, which is, you know, the things that, that are at the forefront of your mind that you grapple with um, and that, that you are using, you know, hopefully to or perceivedly to make decisions about. And then the, the, the pre-conscious, the things that, you know, before we, before we even, um, um, you know, I, I, feel, I, I feel like we all have a, a – a um a blank slate at some point when we're children and so it's that part of us that is still you know innocent that part of us that still is is is, is open to you know different you know parts of, of of other realities and so when you look at those three those three functions and how they together for men 
that's that's almost you know, if you if you think about it, it's almost like there there might be a little war within them, you know, or with us as, as within them as as men. And so when you think about how they navigate, you know, spaces each every day, you know, between work environments, you know, social environments, home environments, that's a lot to contend with. And so, um, as women, we're charged with helping, being helpmates, right? You know, our charge is, is, is to be their helpmates and, and help them to navigate those spaces in, in, in life and I don't. I don't look at it as burden. I, I know that's the, the, the word. The word we're using, but um, is it a challenge? Absolutely. Um, were we built to to um, navigate that challenge? You know, I, I think we were built to navigate that challenge. But it definitely comes with us needing to have a, a, a keen sense of you know awareness and understanding about you know what their ego is derived of. Um, so understanding not just the historical context, but I think Tia brought it up about what is my husband husband's life experience been? Um, we all have a story, and some 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 folks' life experiences have been more traumatic than others, and or have, have really yeah, shaped absolutely. them in ways. Let, that, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I definitely <clears> understand that. Yeah, like I said, I just you know just the macroaggressions that come with. Um, you know, the things mm-hmm. that you're going to experience as a black woman, as a black man. Again, I just thought that's just a larger context that plays out. Uh, let's me go to the caller, right. and then we'll get to uh, okay. another break. Area code 323, last 3606. Give us your name. Yeah, I hear you. Joe from Montana. Joe. Joe from Montana. What's from up, Montana. Joe from Montana? Yeah, what you got okay. for us? All right, so I took a look at the description page, and now I've been listening to everybody going back and forth and about navigating a man's ego. Uh, well, both men and women should have their egos managed to a certain degree. But then afterwards, people have to have a rational, emotional base and a rational intelligence so that they'll know what it is that they should expect from each other within that relationship, or otherwise they're always going to be in an um, in um, mortal combat. I was going to bring up um, the, uh, the kind of quandary that men are in because women and one of your hostesses brought it up for me, which I'm glad because she, she actually exemplified one of the situations that um, actually typifies most households. Um, it was the, uh, the female who was talking about men should protect and provide. That's the expectation from women. So she gets into um, a problem with the truck. So she asked her husband, what should they do about the truck? I forget if she asked the husband to fix the truck, probably not because he doesn't seem mechanically inclined, even though he may be mechanically able. So anyway, the husband tells her, I'm going to fix the truck. She says, shouldn't we call Marvin? He says, no, I'm going to fix the truck. And now she feels disrespected. Because he wants to do the role of protecting and providing. See, that's the quandary men are in. Because it's the ego that the men have to navigate, um, which is dichotomized, which on one hand says, you know, I should support you because you're the leader. And then on the other hand, it says, I don't like your decision, and I feel offended. So I hope that you guys start talking about that. Yeah, quite a conjure. We will. We actually, I got a break to go to um, okay. Joe from Montana. No, but I, but we, I, I definitely want to hear both my guests. 
thoughts on that quandary because I think you're absolutely right that that quandary absolutely exists. And it could be, like you said, just, you know, her innocently saying, hey, call this guy who's the expert, but then having to navigate a conversation because of it. So, yeah, you're right. That is a great quandary. I'm going to go to this break, and we'll talk about what you brought to the table after the break. Thanks a lot for that call, Joe. Now, thanks a lot. Sure. All right, ladies. So we're going to come back and talk about – so keep in mind what you want to say about something else we're going to talk about um but um matter of fact i'm gonna because it's just a, it's not an actual commercial break so let me do this let me go ahead and let y'all respond because i don't want to get y'all thoughts mixed up so uh um, ty i'm sorry keep saying that ty if you will what are your thoughts because i think joe's absolutely right like you, you know you kind of did it innocently and had to learn i gotta respect his decision but i think joe absolutely right that that is the quandary of navigating specifically the ego because to a degree, yeah, why can't we just dismiss it? It got fixed, but you were, like you said, concerned. Is the truck actually fixed? So go ahead, Queen, your thoughts in Joe hi- highlighting that quandary that, yes, as men, we are often in feeling disrespected by you not trusting us, as you were saying. Go ahead, Queen. Absolutely. Joe Joe made me laugh a little bit. Um, my husband is absolutely mechanically inclined. Um, he does so much, and, and there is an absolute level of respect and amazement at the things that he can do with his hands. And, I mean, I can call it anything short of an anointing and a gifting um, because of just how he provides for the household. But nonetheless, um, it, it was innocently done for sure. And But one thing that he knows about me in terms of a woman's ego, in particular his woman, his wife, is that I need a little bit extra security, and he provides that. Um, I need that reassurance, and he provides that. In return, in that particular incident, absolutely, I, I doubt it, which I should not have because I know what he's done before. But I also want to make sure that, you know, I know that he would never put me in any harm's way in any shape, form, or fashion, not just from the vehicle incident, but in general. I know that for 25 years um, he's been protecting me and, and been covering me and from a spiritual aspect, I trust him because I know that he trusts God and he follows God's order. And so, you know, in that particular incident, yes, it was a it was a moment of, is he really going to do this right? Or, you know, but it was mm-hmm. never an overall doubt of, you know, he's never going to take care of me or he's never going to, you know, be a protector right. or provider or, you know, be that thing. So, um, I think we, and I think Dr. King said it at one point too, navigating is an excellent word because there are situations that will come up on both sides. And so that was just a situation. It's not the overall picture, but she said it best when we have to continue to navigate those particular situations. It's never going to be a one-time thing. It's going to be an ongoing thing. And that was one incident you know, that happened. But real quick, that's how his father was, you know, and I keep going back to that because that's what his mom saw is how his dad worked to protect the house. You know, where there's some times that I'm sure she may have said, you know, are you working again? Just like I said to him, are you doing this again? Um, But it's never an overall doubt for him. But could that be a strike to his ego when those moments of, of doubt come? Absolutely it can, but then we correct that course, and that's where the power of communication comes in, which is something we really get into, and I know we'll get into it later, but what we talk to when we talk to couples, communicate that so that I know not to do that again. I know how it makes him feel in that moment. 
And that right. was a, a, a strike to his ego, a blow to his ego, um, but not right. his overall person. No, absolutely. All, all, all I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you got a big house on fixing something? Because like you say, that's what that brother do. <laughs> you know. Now, 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 had I told you, if I was the husband and had I told you I fixed the truck, you probably should be like, I'm taking it to Marvin anyway. You feel me? <laughs> I'm like, I when you first time, I was like, you got a house could fix something? No, nah, it's all good. Uh, Dr. King, jumping here on, uh, like like I said, a great quandary that Joe, uh, Joe brought to the table. Like, yeah, as men, we do go through that. And as women, y'all are navigating, like I said, the in, in this uh, innocent slight ends up being major for us. And, you know, like she said, to, to houses, big houses credit, he actually verbalized it. And I know sometimes sometimes people it goes unsaid and ends up turning into a blow up that's not understood if the slight happened way before that oh I felt disrespected by you doing this. So if you could just talk about that a little bit and then we're gonna play this cut. Absolutely. Um my my, my first thoughts were it's it's taken me some years. It took me some years early on to get to a space where I could take a back seat on certain situations. And, you know, entering our marriage, you know, like I said, we met in graduate school, so we were both very, you know, capable people, and I'm a doer. And so, you know, we, we discussed, you know, having, you know, a project or something that we'd want to work on and we were going to do together. And I'm immediately, you know, jumping from, you know, A to, you know, F, and he's like, hold on, um, let's talk about this. And let's decide, you know, which direction we're going to go in before we move. You know, I'm the one who's like, let's just go. And so it, it took me some years, and my husband, you know, saying to me several times, I need you to let me lead on this. There are certain situations where I know my wife's got it. I'll tell her we, we, we have this uh, something that we need done, and she's going to take care of it and go. But then there's other times where I need you to pause and let me handle it. And um, as women, in those situations, our egos might be bruised, of course. But I think one of the things we have to learn is that our partners, when we're partners in life, and if we say that our, 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 our men, our brothers <clears throat> are, are capable and they're strong and they can do all these things, and sometimes we have to just let them do it and, and not, not question, not, you know, not, you know, even be considerate, if you will. You know, and I hate to use that word and, and make it sound as if we don't want to be considerate, but sometimes we got to just let them do, do them. And I, it took me some years to, to, to get to that space because if you think about it as black women, that's what we're taught to do growing up as girls. We're, we're taught to take care of business because if you don't do it, some, you know, you're waiting around for somebody else to do it, it may never get done. Um, and my husband, you know, a lot of our black men or, or, or black boys are growing up without, you know, strong father figures. And so we, we as women oftentimes, you know, take these roles on that um, where we're not taught that it's okay to share the, 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 the power structure, to, set, to share the decision-making power, to share the, you know, just navigate, like I said, the relationship dynamics um, in a way that, makes sure that both partners are respected and, and, and feel, you know, completely um, a part of that process from beginning to, to, to completion. And so, um, you know, I, I think of a situation where, you know, um, in, in parenting where we've had to navigate that. Matter of fact, let me do this. Let me jump in real quick and get this cut off because we're going to have to mm-hmm. get to another actual commercial break. Let's, say, let's jump into this cut, if you will. But now I love all of what you're saying. I'm thinking to myself, how, you know, I've run into that where, in a sense, a sister situation is where she's so used to doing, similar to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in trying to navigate that, it becomes difficult for us as men. She always wants to do and 
because that's what she's used to. So we get that that's what she's used to. Mm-hmm. But all we're thinking is, if you don't let us take something, you want to get to even be and enjoy the things I enjoy about us most. And plus, not about even for me, it's just I want to take something off you. But if she's used to doing, sometimes she makes it difficult for us to even take stuff off of her. So that is a thought that happens for a lot of us as men. Let me go to this actual cut. And I got Ashley wanting to jump in as well. But we're going to jump into this cut initially. This is a long cut. So y'all give me y'all thoughts and then we'll get to the caller. Because we live in a society that if a woman is so honest about her truth, she gets so much of a backlash that she's scared to talk about it. So she's adopted somebody else's truth to make somebody else comfortable. But the reality is relationships are not working because men are not listening to women. It's like you having sex with somebody, right? And you're doing it hard and and you're doing it hard and she's like, yo, I don't really, I don't really like it hard. And you like, yo, well, this is how I, well, if you want to be with me, this is how you got to take it. And she's like, all right, you know, I love you and I care about you. So I'm going I'm to do, I'm going to do sex the way you want to do it, even though it's not, I'm not really enjoying it. But I'm going to sacrifice my own comfort to make you comfortable because I want to be with you. That's what relationships have become. Relationships have become 90% of women settling for whatever a man is willing to give her because he doesn't even want to listen to what it is that she wants. Take this in. Listen to what I'm saying to you. 90% of relationships have become women settling for whatever a man is willing to give her because she understands that he's not going to give her what she wants so she feels like I love him so I'm going to do what it takes to make this work and I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you and I'm, going to, and I'm going to tell you this if you're not in a relationship you can't be in this conversation if you haven't been in a relationship for over 10 years you can't be in this conversation you you excluded. If you're not in a relationship, if you're not in a, a relationship right now, and in that, if that relationship has not been in double digits, then you can't you you can't even have a conversation with this with me. Don't don't get don't get involved with that. Don't get involved with that with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want I don't want to debate that. I don't want to go back and forth with you. I'm speaking on having conversations, having a lot of female friends. Who are able to tell me certain shit about relationships, about changes, about mind states, about the shit they're suffering. The average woman is having is in a relationship, is not even having orgasms in a relationship. With men that they love, because they're scared to tell a man that he ain't doing it right. Because his ego is so fragile. They ain't not even saying, yo, you're not doing it, you're like, you really not touching the spot that needs to be touched. Because their ego is fragile, so they don't want to hurt his ego. So they just go and they, they play this game. Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Men have got so engulfed in who you think you are, or what you think you want, and how shit's supposed to go, that you're not even paying attention to the reality of what women are dealing with. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Dr. Tiffany King. This morning's discussion question, in relationships, should women have to manage a man's ego? I'm limited on time, so I'm going to go to um, tie on this. Um, your thoughts to hearing, that was my son. Um, people 
may know him as a rapper or may know him as an activist, but he was just obviously giving his thoughts of what he sees out here today in general. And, you know, again, knowing that you're doing some relationship counseling, any thoughts to what he had to say, just your personal opinion before we unfortunately have to go to another break. Absolutely. The first thing that I wrote down was, is he married? Um, Because I don't know where he's getting his statistics from in the 90% of relationships that women are settling. I absolutely don't think that's the case. I think that over time you learn to, you learn to, you figure out what's compatible for your relationship. Everything doesn't work for everybody. What, what he may think is settling is, you know, I'm willing to compromise because that's what marriage is. I don't think, you know, marriages can be successful, in my opinion, if there's no compromise. There's going to have to be some give and give. Um, there's going to have to be some, okay, I'm willing not to do this, yes, for the sake of somebody else. Is it going to break my marriage if I don't do this? Absolutely not. But the the settling part is, is certainly a bit disturbing. I'm not catering to his ego so that I can settle and stay married. I'm, settle, I'm, I'm catering to the man that I love because I love him and I want to stay married. Um, are there some things that we absolutely oppose on? Absolutely. You know, we have difference of opinions on a lot of things, but that doesn't define our relationship because we can't agree. We, have, we didn't jump the broom in our marriage. And for no other reason other than I just didn't want to, he wanted to. I had no reason why I didn't want to, just didn't want that to be a part of my of my wedding. So now when we get to a point, we had one just last night, when we get to a point of he has an opinion, I have an opinion, when we say broom, then that means that's it. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. We just disagree on the situation. That's not settling. That's We have a difference of opinion, and that's okay. So this, this 90% of relationships, oh, my goodness. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no. I get it. I get it. No, yeah, I love I, it. I, I would, yep, yep. I would say, yeah, definitely. I got to go to it. Unfortunately, I got to go to another break because, again, I'm nav- trying to navigate the last one. Remember, just a, that cut. But I got to definitely take care of our sponsors. So we're going to break. I see all the callers out there. We're going to try to get um, your thoughts. We actually got another cut that we're going to play still from my son saying some other things. Uh, Dr. King, we'll start with you coming out of the break. Have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, livyblue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Jolivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at LivyBlue.com. That's L-I-B-I-B-L-U-E.com. The black man ego right now is it's too weak. I read it in my comments today, man. You niggas can't take the fact that your woman would like for a man to say, Dan, you look good today. Like, that bothers you? That dis- that was violating her relationship? It violated her marriage? It made him look like a beta male? How? Because this woman ain't lying. Like, your woman is lying to you, telling you, oh, you're doing all this shit that's perfect for me. And ain't and, and, and not happy at all? Because she ain't living a lie? Like, what? 
because she was able to speak her truth with, with no, and her husband was acceptance of that. Because he want her to be her full self with him. He don't want her to feel like she got to tell that to somebody else. To another nigga could come and be like, damn, you know right, baby? Yeah, you know, she said it publicly. It wasn't nothing trying to hide. She wasn't trying to get nothing on the low. If she was out there trying to, she could have put up pictures and shit like the rest of these bitches be on the gram. She's not seeking attention. She's not seeking validation. She ain't clout chasing. But she feel like she a motherfucking queen that deserves natural clout. She ain't chasing it. She feel like I'm a motherfucking queen. Beyonce out clout chasing chasing, but they running around trying to get her because the natural aura of a queen, she figures I give off the aura of a queen. I'm with a king. And people are supposed to acknowledge that. How you playing his last his words for basketball and he had thirty three yesterday in the second half of a game and won the series. Like what are you talking about, man? Some of y'all dudes just say the weirdest shit, man. Look. Black black woman, I'm sorry. Like I apo- I apologize for some of these weak men. I'm telling you, and it's and it's not our fault. We were raised to believe this this corny shit. We believe we was raised to believe that y'all not supposed to have emotions. That you just supposed to be there. We supposed to lust. We supposed to look at other women, porno, and all this shit. And you supposed to just sit there and just be so happy to be in the presence of a black man. That you don't even know nobody else is there. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co host. One discussion question In relationships, should women have to manage a man's ego? Our special guest is Ty House. Dr. King, if you will, um, again, my son's going on. Just give some more context, just in case y'all don't know. Uh, but going back to, if y'all remember, uh, Steph Curry and Aisha Curry, if I think I said her name correctly, uh, she had just ended up going on a broadcast saying that she was disappointed that, you know, in a sense, men don't hit on her anymore and what she had always experienced it, but she was she went public and it obviously caused a, a, a uproar on the internet. And so, the, so what you're hearing him is referencing that um, that's the context that you hear him referencing. Uh, but Dr. King, any thoughts to what you're hearing? I'll personally say that uh, that the abortion, I would say, reality for those still navigating the dating world and not have you know not as fortunate enough to, in a sense, having got married yet. These are, and I would say, these are the things that that are out here in these dating waters. Uh, but maybe not so much for you know maybe yourself and uh, Ty, who's already kind of. You know, got got the man that they didn't have to settle for, if you will. But this is out there, heavy in the dating dating waters, if you will. But your thoughts, um, Dr. King, to what um, Myson um, had to say? I think I, I align really strongly with with uh, what Ty said earlier, and I, I mentioned it as well early when I said, you know, we are men are black men are not a monolithic people. Women are not black. Women are not, and I think black relationships are not. You've got to figure out what works for you. Um, you know, 20 years in, I definitely did not settle. 20 years in, and, I, you know, hopefully I can say this with, with, um, with you know, seriousness, but also in laughter. I mean, I don't have a I've been I've been having great orgasms for 20 years. And so and most of my girlfriends who are married and have been married for 10-plus years, we sit around and laugh about it, you know. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I, yes. I, I would be careful 
I would be careful about saying that 90% of women are settling and that we are 90% of us are not achieving orgasms. I wouldn't be married for 20 years if I wasn't. Um, that is that, you know, that, that physical connection is a critical part of relationships. And so, um, I just, I, you know, I don't know my song is a, a rapper and I don't know his experience. And she, you know, Ty said, is he married? That was, that was my first thought as well, because, you know, again, we have to be careful about putting each other in these boxes or, or, or buckets and, and thinking that everyone fits there. And so um, we've, we we continue to do the work of marriage. It's not, Our marriage today is not the same as it was the first five years. As It's not the same as it was the, the, the you know, fifth through tenth year. We've continued to evolve as individuals and grow as individuals. You know, there's, you know, different phases of your relationship. If you bring children into it, if you lose a parent, if you move across the country. And so, I mean, I think there's these different experiences in, in relationships, whether you're dating, whether you're, you know, serious and, and, and common law, if you will, or just, you know, cohabitating. And then, you know, and, and then also differences if you're married. And so I, I think that we have to find the common ground between in all of those types of relationships our ego still exists and how we navigate the ego may look different when you're dating. It may look different when you're in a relationship and it may look different when you're in a marriage. Speaking from the marriage perspective, I think it's absolutely my, my, an honor to have to cater to my husband's ego. It's an honor for him to cater to my ego. That's what we signed up for. Now, are there boundaries around that? Of course, you know, no one's saying that you, you live your life, um, you know, um, under the gutter because you want to lift someone else up or, or diminishing your own voice because you want to lift up your husband or your, or, or your wife, you know, and vice versa. That's not at all the case. And that's not all, I, I, that's not definitely what I think either of us are saying, but I think our, our, our calling as spouses, you know, on, on both sides of the table is to cater to one another because you want to, because that's what, you know, it takes to, um, to contribute to one, one another's happiness and well being in this life, period. So that's what no, I would I say. You know, let's be careful no, about, that. you know. No, I respect yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Let me get to the callers. Let me jump to the callers. Let me jump to the callers. Ashley, one of my queens of intellect members, if you will, queen, what you got for us? Thank you for calling in this morning. I'm so calling out yeah. Yeah, um, So <laughs> you already know, like, I chuckled when you told me the title for this show. And I feel like the very distinct part that's missing from the conversation is that for the married couple, they learned how to navigate that space with each other and work with each other's egos. I think the difference between that and what's happening in the dating world right now is that we as women are having to navigate men's egos without the trust being established, without like the proof that he is able of supporting us and protecting us. And so it's very much like a, a battlefield out here because if I'm having to navigate your ego and I don't know that you have the ability to protect or provide for me, it makes it so that women are actually settling because we're <laughs> we won't go into how the par- the fairy tale is pushed for women to be married and all of those things, but it is happening, and so it's just very unfortunate. I I understand and respect having to navigate a man's ego when you're married because you obviously got married for a reason, right? You have decided to do life together, and this is the person that you want to do it with, and that does require you working with the ego because everyone's going to change in that relationship, but it's very hard having to navigate an ego 
because it prevents conversation, because it prevents understanding. And when you can't get understanding, when you can't get connection, then you can't get commit and you can't do life together. And it's very exhausting as a black woman to have, like, what. I have to navigate your ego just to find out things or, you know, like you're not willing to do things because you're a simp or something like there's so much out there that makes it very difficult for black and um, black women and black men to show up and connect with each other. Let me, let me ask, um, I'll start with Dr. King here. So um, I definitely hear Ashley's passion. um, And when I hear her, my thought is, haven't black men and black women always had to navigate what she's talking about? And I would assume, and I think I know a little bit about your history as well, Tiffany, that you you had to navigate what she's talking about now. So how did that look prior to even finding your husband? How did you navigate? I would say ego has always existed you know, again, amongst men and black men in particular. So just you had, you've had to navigate those waters. So that's kind of where I would kind of ask, what, what did that look like for you in reference to, you know, what, what, what um, Ashley had to say? Are you meaning in reference to before you get married, you date, you, you experience, you know. Right, right, right. Different saying, you know, yeah, y'all are married now, but yeah, what was that experience right. having to navigate? Because I, I know enough of your history to know you navigated some of exactly what she's talking about and had some of those same issues. Yeah. In a sense, prior to finding your husband, so what was navigating that like, and how was your maybe how did your husband show up different to be able to help you navigate it versus having you know having to deal with egotistical men who wasn't quite ready Mm -hmm. to you know handle you correctly, if you will. I I think one of the what the 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 the, at the core of my thoughts are this. I, when I was dating, I was trying to figure out who I was, and I wasn't necessarily as resolute in my womanhood and my own, you know, kind of stance or, or my desires. I think I had to go through some bad and even some good relationships in order to figure out, you know, what are my deal breakers? You know, what am I willing to accept in terms of a man's ego and in, 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 in navigating that in a relationship? You know, what is it that I want? How do I want to be treated? How do I deserve to be treated? Um, and it took me, you know, several failed dating experiences, um, and not necessarily even just failures, but dating experiences that I realized, you know, he's a great guy, but he's just not the one for me. Um, it didn't mean that his ego and I and mine didn't connect. It didn't mean that he wasn't a good person. It didn't mean that, you know, we couldn't have made things work, but it wasn't the fit. And so I think before I met my husband, there were some people who, um, I think, you know, probably two or three men in particular that I had some really great relationships with that laid a foundation for um, me understanding that even if this relationship didn't work, this man has showed me some powerful lessons in how to communicate, how to how to be nice, how to, you know, how to treat a man and how to, you know, how to love myself while not, while at the same time loving another person without diminishing who I am as a woman. And so, I think it's important that we have multiple dating experiences and that we reflect on them and that and that we, you know, take from them not just, you know, gripes about what didn't work, but also what worked and what you would want to see in a future relationship until you meet that person that you're not going to find anyone that checks off every list, everything off of our checklist, right? Because none of us are perfect, including ourselves in, 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 the, in this dating world, but there are certain things that become deal breakers or certain things that become I absolutely need this. And so... Um, you know, for people that are that are still dating and having to navigate eagles in that context, I think it's important to do that in the way that 
Ooh, how do I not not um in a way that does not put yourself in the context of a marriage before you were before you're before you've gotten there? And, and let me another way of saying this: I don't think you should be um, as women or as men <clears throat> giving people the the virtues of a marriage before you've gotten married. What's the saying that you've you've given them the the the, the yeah, in the yeah. dating or you've given the man the milk before the, yeah, his, I'm the, blanking yeah, on the it without having so, the bottle, you know, hey, yeah yeah giving the milk without having the bottle cow yeah giving the milk without having the bottle cow there we go I I feel like that's a good point but I I feel like it kind of doesn't acknowledge the thing that's happening in dating right now where men yeah. are literally questioning. Like, why would I need a woman, right? Like, there, there's a real battle out here right now between men and women where, you know, it's like, what do you bring to the table? Uh, like, I, why should I do anything for you? Why do I need a woman? Like, that's a very real thing that we're addressing right now. And I appreciate the points that you're saying. And I feel that anyone that is being very intentional and purposeful with their dating is going to navigate dating the way that you're saying. But I'm having to talk to men that don't even feel like they need a woman or what's the point of having a woman. That's the ego that I'm having to face before I even get to a, how do you show up? How do you handle conflict? How do you handle communication? Like what, what does it look like for you to protect and provide for your spouse? What does marriage look like for you? Before I can even get to that, I'm dealing with the ego let of me men jump that in, yeah, don't let me feel that they need women. Yeah, we're at the top of the hour. I'll definitely respond to that as well. I want to hear um, Ty's thoughts on what you're asking as well, Ashley. So we'll keep you on past the break. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. True Seekers, please understand, Mental Dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the Connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance, along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African-Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. Become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club. Please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. Go back to when you were 10 years old. I want you to think, imagine a 20-year-old woman speaking to a 50-year-old man. You wouldn't hear the tone, the, the, the way... In which I see many twenty-year-old women That's approach true. a man that, People, period. That's no, no, in particular, calling in my show, talking to me like I'm your age. I'm like, well, so there is no, with some, with far too many women, there is no level of credibility a man has where he can't be checked. See, one of the things is what you tend to hear more often than anything else is, why'd you go on his show, girl? If that was me, I'd have cussed him out. See, there's a problem. Women are we're allowed, we've allowed one way violence in our community for far too long. One way aggression. See, all these men in this room know that there are lines that we can't cross because fuck this podcast. 
We're going to have to go handle business outside. Indeed. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question. In the relationship, should women have to manage a man's ego? My special guest co-host is Dr. Tiffany King. Special guest Ty House, as we hear a cut from Kevin Samuels. I definitely want to get into that cut, but let me respond to Ashley, who I've kept on, and we're going to get to the next caller as well. Um, so, Ashley, I'll say this, this issue very briefly, and I want to tell you get your thoughts as well, but I'll say to you very briefly, um, unfortunately, I'm very aware that those type of men are, are, in a sense, growing in our community. I was super surprised to even see that that, that those group of men started Existing, they even have they even go by a name now. I won't even, uh, or there's a name that we call them. I won't use their name because I thought it was so silly that there were men out here that were feeling like what you're talking about. Um, so I can acknowledge that that group of men is growing. I would all I would throw out that it's still the very minority of men who feel like that are in that space, but it is again, let me acknowledge it is becoming problematic because more men are starting to fall into that category. I would just like to highlight that if a man starting there, that's an easy coffee date, finish the coffee, and move the hell on, because I would offer that the majority of men know that we need you. So I do know it exists, but far more men still know that we need you, and that's not their starting space. So I'll just kind of throw that out. I know you want to respond, but I'm going to go ahead and let Ty respond to what she heard you say um, as well. Thank you. Um, the first thing that came to mind, I just kind of made a note when when uh, Queen Ashley was speaking, was that there's such a difference between women then and women now. And I say that because we're not that old. I'm, I'm 47 years young. But even in the way that I grew up, the, the way that we dated, and, and even to Dr. Tiffany's um, point in the, the, some of the failed experiences, you know what you're tolerating, you know that you, what you want. And that was the process of, and I loved what she said about knowing herself. She was learning herself. We were all at that place of learning ourselves even just 20 years ago, which wasn't that long ago. But over time, what has become such a, what I call a microwave generation is I feel like young ladies now are, and, and, and some young men are, feel like that that at some point the opposite gender is disposable. Okay, I don't like what you are saying to me, so I'm going to, you know, whatever, I'm going to move on. to. There's no work being put into mm-hmm. getting to know. Nobody's perfect. So you're not, like she said, you're not going to come with every box checked, but you have to learn, okay, this is what I do like. This is what I don't like. These are my deal breakers. It's exactly what Dr. Tiffany said. But then put in the work when you find that person. You're still going to find that person who's not going to be perfect. But, okay, he's got a little bit of this, and, and I, I, can, I can take that. Or he doesn't have all of this, and I can take that. And then put the work in and communicate to make what you've established grow. Nowadays, I feel like you see so many of younger generations, or even just single older women saying, well, nope, you don't have it, so I'm moving on to the next one. And you're not, they're not putting in the work. And I absolutely don't believe that, you know, men are saying that women are disposable or men are saying that, or or vice versa, women are saying that men, um, I'm sorry, that you don't need them because you do need them. Absolutely to your point, um, Montoya, that 
I don't think there's a man out there that would ever say he doesn't need a woman. No, I don't think that. I've got to give a I'm No, they're admit. out there. There's yeah, YouTube pages. There's still, on there's still a minority, Ashley, though. I'd like to say. They're crazy. Time, I just want to throw this out. <laughs> that tie at one point, you're right. There was no man that would say that. We have moved into a new era where those men do exist. I think they're still the very minority, but they are growing. So I do want to highlight that, unfortunately, we have moved into an era where there are men who absolutely say they don't need women. So I, it's a whole, it's a brave new world. I'm just challenging Ashley to realize that's not the majority of men. Right, uh, right. And, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean, that there are yeah, some yeah, out yeah. there, I know, but yeah. I just wanna, a very, I very minority. Yeah, I just want to do acknowledge, though, that they do exist. Because that's not, you know, I know she's in that, she's experiencing those type of men. Ashley, let me give you one quick thought because I want to go to the cut um, before I get to the next. Well, I'm going to go to another caller and then we're going to talk about the Kevin Samuel cut. Um, one last thought, real quick, Queen, so I can go to another caller. Um, so I, I feel like all of those are really great points and it makes sense, but dating is different now. And like people are not meeting in person where you can, you know, have those conversations. Like you're really up against people that don't have the attention span to even go exactly. into the point of, hey, let's figure it out. I fully recognize that nobody's perfect, right? But I can't be I'm I can't be in a relationship by myself with someone who doesn't agree with that or who isn't willing to put in the work or who doesn't feel like a woman is uh, a worthy thing or, you know, they don't see the benefits of a helpmate because they're not used to seeing that. And I think it even goes back to like having single parent homes where the mom was there doing everything. So now all of the emotional labor literally falls on women now because our younger men, that's what they're used to seeing. And so how do I show up and find a partner who has the ability and the capacity for us to communicate so we can navigate each other's egos when they're used to women doing everything. Yeah. Now that's a, now that out. So yeah, you go there. I'm on you. Now you got your own or something because I know I'm firsthand lived out that as a, you know, as a 49 year old man, that's, that's been lived out much more than these small minority of men who don't think they even need you. Right. So we let's set them completely aside. Cause again, that is the minority. But what you're talking about now is something that's very valid. I definitely want to get more into that if we can, but I've got to go to another caller, so hopefully we can address some of that as well, Ashley. Um, thank you for calling in. All right, let's get to the other caller, and maybe we can get to some of that, because I think that's what she's talking about now is a lived reality for our generation of not having enough intact families, and it is playing out to some degree what she's talking about. Area code 202, last three, six, six, three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, good morning, Smith. This house. Hey, what's up, brother? What you got for me, King? Man, I just wanna I, I wanna tap in on one of the uh the comments from one of the um one of the clips that you played. I'll make this quick. Man, okay. if a dude can't if if a man can't uh be called on his inefficiencies or his his um his ineptitudes, that's not a man. Because uh and he he has to navigate his own ego before uh, he can he can expect uh, a woman or anybody else to be able to put up with his ego. I was the most. I, I mean, I, I I will confess that I was an egotistical cat, man. I was I was God's gift to woman. You know, from eighteen to twenty four until I met my wife, the one that's on the call now. Um, and she checked my ego. 
she made me check myself. Uh, I saw what I wasn't, and I was able to grow from that. If 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 you're not willing to if you're not willing to have somebody look at your blind spots, because everybody got them. Cars have them, so cars have mirrors, so you can see what's in your blind spot. But we as humans, we only have we have a limited view of what we can see. Uh, we have a limited view of, of of what we can see as a person. If you can't, if you don't have somebody in your life speaking to what's in your blind spot, ergo your ego, or if your ego is out of check, or if your ego is running amok, then you got to check yourself before you can really expect anybody else to be able to speak to, uh, to be able to to help you navigate your own ego. Now, I love it. Let me throw this out real quick. No, let me throw this out real quick. And again, this is even be fair to what Ashley just called in. I thought where she went at the end is is more prevalent. So, what do you think of this real quick? Because I got, I got, unfortunately, I got another break. I definitely got. I'm just really trying to navigate this as fast as much as I can. But I'll say this, um, Big House. What do you think about this aspect that when you were saying, hey, I was out here with my ego unchecked, I would offer, you know, you were one of the young men who had a, a, a great example in your father, right? And as she mentioned already on this show, he passed not too long after you and um, Ty married, if you will, right? Um, but you had an amazing example. I offer that most of us, and you know this, you know, we went to school together, most of us didn't have, in a sense, great examples like you had. And so I would offer in this time what Ashley has to, as a woman, black woman is navigating with us as black men is our egos go unchecked longer because a lot of us didn't have no example where eventually I'm pretty sure when you find a tie, your father's there, your father's also able to give you some wisdom and say, hey, this is the one you might want to check some of this so you can get her. Like you got that goddess, but for those of us without that goddess, can you imagine that an athlete is still trying to figure out and navigate a lot of unchecked egos that don't understand what actually should apply to a relationship and what should not? So I know she's up against that in the dating world, and I'm pretty sure you're aware of it as well. You thought I got a minute before I go to break, but I just want to hear another man's viewpoint about Okay, hey, you and Ty are together, but what do you think about what Ashley's saying about all these guys with unchecked egos and no goddess? Your thoughts, King? Yeah, that and that that's a that's a um, that's a, a a rowboat in the middle of the of the ocean because there we as men we we have to be able to we 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 have to be able to navigate the right circles to to have people pull us up on what we're doing, you know. I, I knew what my pops had told me, but I wasn't listening. I mean, I wasn't. I was listening, but it wasn't really. I wasn't paying attention to what he was because, man, I'm running with my boys. I'm. I'm. I play football. I look good. I'm, I got a scholarship to the academy. I got all of these things that are feeding my ego, but I never had a a, a leavening point to check my ego. And once I found something that could help me evolve from who I was, the little boy, to into a young man, into a, a, a full grown grown man that I am today. It it you're gonna you're gonna continue to do that. But you gotta find somebody that's willing to walk that road with you. That's yeah, the, that's I got you, brother. That goes to what Ty said. 
It's not Michael me. You got to put in just a little bit of work just to see yeah. who a person is. No, it makes sense, service. brother. I'm up against the break. I'm up against the break, brother. I got to go to the break. Yeah, but back to it. Makes, yeah def, definitely, definitely makes sense. Um, and I'm still saying that, unfortunately, the question is about the fact that a lot of men don't have what you're saying. So, yeah, that's what needs to happen. But how does it look? And I'll definitely get both of our guest thoughts about, you know, what does it feel for the women out there dating now? With, that don't have even an example like a you know a big house had. We're up against the break. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Do you simply want your taxes done this tax season, or do you prefer to have your taxes completed by a professional on top of current and constantly changing tax codes? If so, look no further than S Kinds Accounting and Tax Services. For each year, plenty of satisfied customers from around the country return for an efficient and professional tax experience. For small businesses. S-Kinds Accounting and Tax not only provides bookkeeping and accounting on a monthly, quarterly, and or yearly basis, but S-Kinds Accounting and Tax goes above and beyond to provide yearly tax strategies to increase the bottom line, profits. While no one likes when Uncle Sam or the IRS comes knocking, know you're in good hands with S-Kinds Accounting and Tax. Call them today at 770-947-3667. Again, that's 770-947-3667. 3667 or email them at advice at the taxcoach.com. Go back to when you were 10 years old. I want you to think, imagine a 20 year old woman speaking to a 50 year old man. You wouldn't hear the tone, the, the, the way in which I see many 20 year old women approach a man that. No, no. In particular, calling in my show, talking to me like I'm your age. I'm like, well, so there is no, with some, with far too many women, there is no level of credibility a man has where he can't be checked. See, one of the things is what you tend to hear more often than anything else is, why'd you go on his show, girl? If that was me, I'd have cussed him out. See, there's a problem. Women are we're allowed, we've allowed one way violence in our community for far too long. One way aggression. See, all these men in this room know that there are lines that we can't cross because fuck this podcast. We're gonna have to go handle business outside. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co host Dr. Tiffany King. This morning's discussion question in the relationships. Should women have to manage a man's ego? Our special guest is Ty House. As I replayed the cut from Kevin Samuels, because some people tune in to the second hour, I wanted to talk specifically about what you heard there. And as, as we've been going through this conversation, I'll say this. Um, I, I will say this to both of you ladies, and y'all can challenge me on this as well, but again, it's just because we are the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, and we do challenge. I will say that I hear a level of insulation, which I appreciate, but let me let me explain that a level of insulation uh, due to um, having successfully been married for as many years as you've had to maybe not be aware of the dating waters. And I highlighted, I wanted to know, you know, what was dating like prior to you finding your husbands because I wanted to see how similar it was to today. But there are realities. And even in having Big House call in, um, Ty, saying, hey, you know, my ego was unchecked, and it was even alarming for me to hear that it was unchecked even with the example. So can I say to both of y'all, can you imagine who 
house based on an example and having his period, because in a sense, men, we go through our, if you will, our sowing the wild oat stage or whatever. Obviously, he was taught different, spent his period doing that, found you, and, and pretty much got the, 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 the car on the road, if you will. And y'all, again, have been successfully married for 22 years now. So, again, I, I applaud you both for that. Uh, but, but however is if that's his experience, can you imagine uh, Ashley running into um, a, 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 a man with no example and, and what that process is like and even how I said, hey, well, that man has to get that. We're in a world now where where, where, we, where, where, where do we even find it at? And you have, in my opinion, now in me, social media influencers that are taking people off the correct path of what it looks like. So if y'all could address that, and then I'm going to go directly <laughs> to the Kevin, Kevin Samuel cut about what I want to address in that cut, because some, some of what he's talking about in that cut is a part of today's world that I think is different than in the past. But I just want to give y'all a chance to both jump in on kind of my challenge to both of you, if that makes sense. Ty, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think it, he hit it on the head, um, or you hit it on the head, rather, with, I think, in this era, and, and Ashley mentioned it, too, in this era of social media and nobody meeting in person, we we counseled a couple, um, I think they are going into their third year of marriage. However, they're having just the roughest time. They They met quickly, they got engaged quickly. They married quickly, and now their their marriage is just in total disarray. Um, not because of us, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's in they they are um, a relatively young couple. But it's nobody has checked his ego, and he met a strong woman, but and and she tried to do it. She tried to kind of you know tell her tell him what what she won't tolerate and. And this and that, and he had a great example. His his father's still living. His mother has passed on, um, but I had a conversation with this young man fairly recently, and I said, "How would your mother react to the way that you're treating your wife?" And he was like, "Nobody's ever said that to me." And mm-hmm. and so that was you know in 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 essence a, a check for him. But mm-hmm. all of that to say, he had an example. But if it's such a double-edged sword because women have a voice. And I think somebody said it early on that, you know, we have to use our voice to, to say what we will take and what we won't take. But then the men have to be willing to listen. But at the same time, um, how, how are these, uh, how can I put it? How, when, when a woman says what she's going to take or what she's not going to take, how is that coming across? Is it coming across as respectful or disrespectful? And is that man responding to, um, to how something was said or done to him, if that makes any sense. And so you can have the example, but you have to be willing. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is you have to be willing to take the constructive criticism. You know, and I just go back to what I said earlier with with this age of social media and everything is just swipe to the left. It's, well, if you don't like what I'm saying, then I'm just going to move on to the next person. Um, or if I don't like what you're saying, then I'm just going to disregard you and I'm going to go on to the next person. I just don't feel like anybody's putting in the work, even with the example, but with so much social media influence, it makes it so easy to just move on. And yeah, and I'm just no highlighting this. I'm going to jump. Capacity of, yeah, ahead. let me jump. 
Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I want to highlight that even what you're saying now, just keep in perspective, you just said even with the example. So Ashley's calling the show saying, hey, I got a whole bunch of guys without the example and social media. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like giving context to that real world. Now, this goes both ways, but today's conversation is about the male's ego. Um, Dr. King, any thoughts to me challenging you both in that there's a level of insulation due to a successful uh, marriage and typically, which is not abnormal, your relative circles are people like yourself. So you, you have a relative insulated experience based on what the real experience out here is today. Just any thoughts on me just kind of bringing that to the table and I want to definitely go into this Kevin Samuel cut. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I muted you when you were in the background. Sorry about that, Queen. Let me get you back on live. All right, here we go. Gotcha. All right, go ahead, Dr. King. Okay, great. I'll, I'll try to be as quick as possible. I think I have to admit that there might be some level of insulation, but at the same time, you bring your ego into your marriage. You bring your ego into any relationship as a man and a woman. And so I don't think that – I think we should not let there be this misnomer that you're a different person because you've chosen to enter into a marriage. You've made the decision to do that. My husband and I met the, the uh, uh, met in the fall semester of my first year in the doctorate program. We got married the next semester, and we, you know – and he's a man of Omega Sapphire, lived that college life. You know, he's 6'6", 250 pounds. So he's been that man who, like like Big House said, you know, women women's lot to him. He didn't have to do any work. But, you know, he he met me and realized that, you know, do I want to just keep um, being the nick, a nick on, you know, a bunch of women's, women's bed, bed posts? Or do I want to, to, you know, invest in something real? And he made that decision. I think it's a personal choice for men to decide that, you know, whether they want to continue to live the life that social media glamorizes around, you know, uh, hooking up and, you know, we're in this, we live in this, this generation of hook up and, and move on. And so, you know, it, I think it's a personal choice. But I think that the other part of it is that we, we as we mature and, and navigate relationships, we, we begin to ask ourselves, you know, those critical questions about um, youth living and, 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 um, what we want more mature living. I have girlfriends who, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old that are just now getting married, and so they, I, I hear their convers. We, we navigate those conversations all the time, and so I don't think that there's a huge disconnect between what's happening in the dating world and, and, and the reality that I live, simply because I'm walking, you know, alongside my girlfriends and, and helping to, um, you know, helping them to kind of, you know, have conversations about what they're experiencing and, and encouraging okay. them not to. Okay, no, sounds good. Okay, that's that fine. Yeah, that's good. I just wanted to challenge that. Yeah. So let me jump into this cut, though, because um, I think, I don't okay. know, if, um, and hopefully you can remember, and I mean, the cut's, you know, kind of obvious, relative abrasive when you hear a Kevin Savvy says, hey, we've accepted one-way violence in our community way too long. Um, that cut has always resonated with me from this standpoint. And again, this, this is kind of going to some old school stuff that I felt like was definitely, in a sense, I would say, talk to women that I think is missing today. And, and, and there's a factor, and I wanted to see y'all thoughts on this. And that thought is, um, and, and, and this is what I've taught, you know, my girlfriends, because I come from the South and understood this from seeing it with older generations or whatever. But Kevin Samuels is talking about the aspect of there are certain ways that he says on that podcast, he's on Joe Budden's podcast, that if we talk to each other, we would get off this podcast and go handle it outside. And the reason that matters is because I feel like historically
And this is, I'm not getting into right or wrong. I'm just talking about the reality that this used to be taught, that there was a certain way that to, a, to in general, that women quite often would be taught, you don't talk to a man a certain way. And in my opinion, due to lack of families, just like I keep highlighting, there's a bunch of men out here without examples like a big house. And, and and I think that's why Ashley's running into what she's running into. Uh, I've lived out what I, I've always labeled it an extended adolescence due to that same reason. Now, again, that's what I think women run into more so today than they did in the past. And so on the flip side of that is sisters, one, having to do it on their own or a lot longer than they used to, but also is the, the concept of how to talk to a man in a manner that doesn't trigger the violence that might happen between two men. And so I'm highlighting this because those lines also get overstepped when he's mentioned, you know, a 20 year old talking to a 50 year old talking about, I would cuss him out. Remember that was a time when that was a, you would not do that to older people. And I'm saying in today's world, when we start disregarding how we talk to each other, that plays a huge role in stepping on that man's ego. I always recommend to sisters you because the suckers who are not real men, they are the ones that are risk of turning violent with you. Myself, I'm just going to move out of a relationship if you talk to me that way. But that's something that's missing in today's conversation, in my opinion. Um, Ty, your thought on that, if you will. I'll give you a couple of minutes, and we got to go to another break. But your thoughts, Queen? Absolutely. Just as you were saying that, the one thing that, that came to mind is um, is we have to be responsible for our own actions, point blank, period. And aside of even social media, you have the common sense, and I'm not saying you, you, but people have the common or should have the common sense to know what I can do, what I can't do, how to talk to somebody, how I can't talk to somebody. I think when it comes to an ego, a lot of that has to do with, well, who's looking at me? And let me act this way because of who's looking at me. But comments, I mean, it's a little frustrating because, like, we, we have two sons, 21 and 18. And, of course, you know, we're raising them how we were raised. And to have respect for women, for people in general, you know, but be respectful to women, be respectful to, you know, to people to know how to act, to know how to behave, to know how to respond. Um, but at the end of the day, they're responsible for their actions. They know I can't pop off at the mouth of somebody. They know, you know, I can't. But if their friends that are around them are saying, oh, you know, we call our youngest, our oldest son, Bill, oh, Bill, you know, you're going to let somebody talk to you like that? And then his response, you know, we don't want his response to be, oh, well, we can take it outside. But when you're saying, when you were just speaking, that was the first thing that came to mind is, well, let me ask this question. Are men being too sensitive? In, in saying that, um, you know, is it is it just the sensitivity of I have to have a big ego because um, I don't want my boys looking at me a certain kind of way, or I have to have this ego because if I don't have this ego, then a woman is going to think that, you know, I'm less of a man. Is there a sensitivity issue? Like, I think there's so much other, there's so many other things that yeah, come into play yeah, with that. Yeah, let me do that. Let me do this. Let me do this. I'm going to answer that question um, coming out of this break. And uh, for the callers that are out there that are on the line, if you're trying to get in, you do have to press one. I haven't said that, so forgive me for that. Um, but if you're trying to get in on this conversation, you do have to press one. 
Um, if you're online and want to get in, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, you have to press 1 if you want to speak. We'll be right back and listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard the adage that a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, meet Livy Blue Photography, a premier company specializing in capturing your family portraits and turning them into wall art that stands the test of time. One visit to their website, LivyBlue.com, and you will immediately be blown away by the experience as you peruse their gallery. The lead photographer, Jolivia Northern, is a published photographer with over 10 years of experience in capturing families, weddings, and school senior portraits. If you want a breathtaking photography experience, contact Livy Blue Photography at LivyBlue.com. That's L-I-B-I-B-L-U-E.com. Tell me, explain to me that. How do you judge somebody's real life based on the internet pictures that you see and what you read in the article and say, yo, nah, that man don't deserve that. She playing that man. He doing everything right by her. He doing, how do you know that? How do you know what's going on in those people's personal life? Like, y'all, y'all, people are crazy. People are completely crazy, man. And it's sad because the internet has has sold you a dream that you brought. And then when you face with the reality, you don't even know how to deal with the reality no more of life. Like, we stop, we stop even identifying with the reality of life because the internet told you it's supposed to be something different. You know? Y'all are, you're not listening to these women. You're not listening to them. And that's why we losing. You don't know their story. How the fuck do you know their story, Face? How do you know their story? From where? You know Seth and Curry, you, you got his house every day. Y'all go play ball. Y'all go get some dinner. You you know, like, y'all used to go to high school together. Y'all was in school. Y'all did all this shit. Like, you know her. Y'all, you know, she called you, and she vent to you what's going on in relationship. Like, that's what's happening? Like, that's what's happening. Oh, okay. So you know these people. Know these people, huh? People, yo, listen to me. Y'all got to calm down, man. Black man, listen to the woman, man. They, they, you watch the story that they put out, man. You know how many times, ten years later, they come out with a story about the the, 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 the dream couple you thought was having, and there wasn't nothing about it as a dream. Like you don't know what's going on in nobody's life. Martin Luther King was the best man, and they found out his whole life wasn't what you thought it was. Malcolm X and this was like you don't know what's going on in people's life. They don't know. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm Toya Smith, along with special guest co-host Dr. Tiffany King. This morning's discussion question, in relationships, should women have to manage a man's ego? Our special guest is Ty House as we hear another cut from my son navigating today's time. But I wanted to answer your question specifically, um, if you, if I could, um, 
tie in reference to our men being too sensitive. And so I'm going to try to make this as clear as possible. Sometimes I'm, I, I kind of I know I over talk a little bit. So I want to make it clear as possible that um, I would say from this standpoint, if there was an aspect of understanding how men are moved by the, the, the aspect of respect. So to your point, sometimes a man's action can be moved by, you know, what do my boys think, kind of like what you mentioned. And so because y'all are good examples, you can help your son navigate, don't be moved by, in a sense, the crowd in that sense. That's not a true test of your manhood. However, um, as much as y'all demand that he give people respect, I know enough about Big House to know that he doesn't want his son to truly be disrespected. So the little the idea he could teach his son, don't let that move you. Because in today's time, what happens amongst boys who don't have a guidance of their father or a guidance of a mentor, we know that that can trigger an actual gunfight in today's time. Let's keep it a buck. Something that's just a simple slight can navigate, can graduate all the way to death, if you will. I don't want to overstate that point like it's happening all across the board, but it is a reality to the day. The reason I'm highlighting that specific um, example is because those moments are being treated with this level of disrespect that, in fact, if you were taught better, you would navigate that moment better. However, what it does speak to is how much respect actually means to boys and men. And so what I was highlighting, what I was trying to highlight prior to the break was that there was a time where, in a sense, sisters and women were taught how men can over-respond to disrespect. Amongst men, kind of like Kevin Samuel said, there's a line that in us navigating an bravado, good or bad, or even in a situation where it actually matters, we understand amongst ourselves when we cross that line. I'm highlighting that amongst women in the past, they would never cross that line because it was too risky because a guy who doesn't understand who he is or is willing to be violent to a woman will take that same disrespect and jump on a man also will jump on a woman. And so that was why women were taught to not speak to men in certain ways. So we could ask the question, are men being too sensitive? However, if I'm fortunate enough to get married and have a daughter, I'm going to teach her just like women were taught in the past. And people will say, well, men shouldn't act that way. I don't disagree with that. But the reason I'm teaching her that is for the boy who's willing to put his hands on her because I'm going to have to kill him if he does. So I never want my daughter to think she can cuss out a 50-year-old man to Kevin Samuel's point. Again, I'm not uh, parading for Kevin Samuel's right now. However, I am talking about the actual point of an era where that was understood and it is no longer understood. And again, this is not to point the finger. It's just about, when you say navigate a man's ego, this is something that was regularly taught and talked about. And again, not having families, I understand why it's out there, but I'm trying to bring it to the table as an aspect of navigating a man's ego. Men, we understand it amongst each other, so I'm bringing it up today to hear what you ladies think about that, because 
how many young ladies have not been taught that and talk to men any kind of old way. As men, we don't talk to each other any kind of old way. And if we do, like Kevin Samuel said, there could be a bad response. I'm not okay with a man ever doing it to the woman, but there are men who will. That's why I think that needs to be taught again. Whoever's trying to jump in, go ahead and jump in. I saw somebody, I thought that was one of y'all was trying to jump in. Was, go ahead, Dr. King. Give me, give, give me your response to what point I'm trying to bring to the table with this. With this. Dr. King, did I lose you? Am I, do y'all hear me? Are y'all, am I live? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, Dr. I don't know, maybe I lost Dr. King. Todd, give me your thoughts. To, if I'm, I, hope, I know I said a lot. I hope I'm being clear of just something Not that's absolutely. navigating a man's ego that's no longer to talk. So, yeah, we can ask the question, are you too sensitive? But that's not the correct perspective in my eyes because it's too risky to focus on that, in my opinion. Go ahead, Queen. No, absolutely. And and I 100% agree with you. And, and, um, and I keep... <laughs> I know we're not that old, but it's just amazing how things have shifted over time. Um, and and uh, the house just kind of brought up a point. He was just sending me a message that, <clears throat> excuse me, with generations, um, you know, that, that have come along, you've got younger parents, you've got single parents, and which, you know, I know some phenomenal single mothers and single fathers. Um, and you do lose some of that over time because as, as, generations now are coming up, it's the convenience. And so, you know, I think that you lose some of that when you gain the convenience. And, and the the unfortunate, the unfortunality of it is once these young adults get old enough to start dating, then they're looking at, well, I wasn't raised like that. Um, but, you know, or well, my mama never taught me that not to not to talk back, and for the the young ladies and the young young men. But I still think it kind of goes back to some of that. It's so much influence, but I still feel like that there should be should, and I emphasize that word should be some level of I just ought to know better um, for you know for the women not to be. And you're right, you see so much of it now. Social media. I mean, just. When you're out in general, just here in D.C., we had a group of teenagers that assaulted um, a lady on a bus, kicked her, beat her, pushed her off of a bus. And and you have to think, where are their parents? What are these kids being taught? And so when they become adults, then they think back to, well, I did this and I got away with it. I didn't have to respect. Um, and it was all because a young lady or, or an older lady told a young man to stop cursing. And his response was to physically assault this woman, let alone, you know, she wasn't elderly, but this older woman. And so you have to think, you know, where is that being lost in translation? But So, Leah, um, let me answer that. Let me answer that because to, to this, is, this is a major point. So I, I want it to be understood that where, what's happening is when you're not taught manhood, you can respond to an old lady that way. Like right. That's, exactly. So and, and it, it, it is a mistake. To even for us to even talk like you're talking now, you should you ought to just know better. That's how that's how we've gotten here. Because we're just going. You ought to should just know better. No, they shouldn't, Todd. Right, right, like, like, right. Like no, and that's culture, what I mean. They're not being taught. Right. So as a culture, 
this my goal of this dialogue is for us to think about what that takes and how that looks. So, because obviously we would naturally want to get it within the family structure. That's not a big reality for our entire community. So I'm kind of getting passionate here because the dialogue has to be how do we or can we talk about what is true today and in reference to this particular conversation, me highlighting the idea of women talking to men any kind of way. I'm not pointing finger at women. I'm highlighting why that wasn't done due to the man's ego. And if it is a, what's the, if it's a, I'll say a hyper ego, that is the risk of violence that we see play out in our community. When you start looking at the numbers of, you know, sexual assaults and violence and stuff that's higher for black women than other cultures, this is obviously playing out. And I'm highlighting, whereas somebody may hear me as being misogynistic and saying, oh, you know, you're trying to correct how women talk. And I'm trying to bring knowledge to the table of why women used to teach sisters that in the past because of the male ego. A proper male ego is still not going to put hands on you. But we teach you that for the hyper shit. Excuse my language, Queen, but I'm just trying to bring that part of the dialogue to the table. Dr. King, are you back on? I'm actually checking. I don't know if if we lost you. Yes, I am. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. So um, if you if you caught anything I've been saying, I want to again. I, I didn't want to harp on just that point, but I'm just trying to get us to address some of exactly what what I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what kind of what I'm talking about, if you will. Any thoughts to what I'm saying, Doctor King? Um, I hate to say this, but I, I think and, and I know someone you guys have kind of hit on this point. But if we think about the you mentioned family structure and how it's changed, you know, grandmothers are much younger. <laughs> Um, grandfathers are much younger, and the family structure is such that the foundation of relationships and communication and all those things, I think, have been lost in um, just that, the change in these dynamics. And so I think our expectations around how to communicate, um, our expectations around what we should be communicating and what, what, what even dating looks like for teenagers these days, um, it's so difficult. It's, 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 you know, we're navigating that now with, you know, our 15-year-old and I just have to be honest, the, the, the things that we're teaching them foundationally um, that, that we didn't necessarily even get from our parents because, you know, my mother was a single parent. My, my husband's father was murdered when he was three, and his mother spent most of, you know, his childhood in prison. And so while we didn't get those things, um, we've, we've not let it be an excuse for us to not try to be different and do better. Um, and I'm, we're finding that as you as, as as it has been mentioned here that girls are communicating in a totally different way than I've ever seen, and it is honestly astounding um, and, and, and so I, I'm asking both of to, you to so I'm asking both of you I'm cutting you off sorry um I'm, so ahead, I'm asking yeah well so I'm asking when we say in a relationship, should women have to manage a man's ego and so for the example that I'm using now is so should we be addressing that? for the reasons that I'm saying. And the reason I'm saying it is historically with the family structure, part of the reason, which we don't know today because we don't have family structure, but part of the reason it was taught is because of, for example, this thing that's understood amongst men. And so, yes, we are seeing women talk, as you said, astounding, but I'm asking, should we be talking to them about navigating the male's ego about it? Not just marveling at how they talk, 
I'm asking both of you as women, what should we be teaching those women about that part of the man's ego? Well, I don't think I don't think we can compete with the the influences that they have now. You know, our, oh, yeah, our young I'm girls just, are. We are, but we are on this show being a media person to give out thoughts. You you are in the field, so yes, we can't mm-hmm. compete with. But somebody somebody today might get a message they never heard. So we're just being we're playing our role today or attempting to. So what should we for that matter, in that matter, I would say we should absolutely. I think we've got to go back to some of those foundational things that we taught. We were we were. We we aim to teach young women and young men when they were um, during their formative years, formative years, and that is how to respect yourself, how to carry yourself, and those things then translate over into how to engage in relationships and interactions with the the you know your peers and, and the opposite sex as well. Um, I don't, I don't, that's I don't, not happening I don't anymore. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And um, Ty, I want to hear your thoughts. I don't know that simply teaching to respect yourself is going to be enough. For how you should or should not talk to a man. Again and again, this is not. Um, Todd, well, I think that's why Nicki. That's why Nicki Minaj's and the Cardi B's are are reigning in their voices because we aren't teaching those foundational things in the world. And there I'm is no respect I'm, Yeah, I'm definitely trying to. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Say it again. Say the last part again. I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying that because because we're we're allowing the Nicki Minaj's and Cardi B's and 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 and, and China girls and all these 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 um these larger vo- these social media voices and celebrity voices to be the ones that are dominant in their heads instead of us going back to the foundations of let's respect ourselves and what does that look like I I think we absolutely should be doing that and we should be trying to do that work starting in our own household starting in our own communities. So Ty, what do you? If we don't do that, then we'll never be able to. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, uh, Ty, your thoughts too. One, one. Mm No, one, one million percent. Um, to to what Dr. King said, and to what you're saying too. But what what just kind of came to me was we're talking about foundation, and we're talking about family history, and where we are now. But I think foundationally. It was never brought to us to to manage a man's ego. It was brought to us to be respectful, and I think that's the difference. <clears throat> and it, I mean, if we go back to when I first when we first got on the call and first started the show, that was the one thing that I said is it's about respect. And so, absolutely, we have to teach them now when they're younger, when they're fifteen and and their formative years into how to be respectful, yes, to themselves and yes, to other people, because you you demand the respect that you get back. And so you demand that, and for a man, what you give is what you get back. And so if you want that respect, then, you know, you have to give that respect. But it also starts with how do you feel about yourself as young men, as older men. But, yes, that foundation plays a, a integral part in, in how we are now, because we were never taught as young ladies to to manage, um, my grandfather was was a postman. He was six something, you know, six feet tall, big big guy, you know, tall guy. But it was never manage your grandfather's ego. It was you respect your grandfather, you respect your uncles, and you respect your adults. That's how we were taught. And so along the so way, me, I think let that this, let me offer this. Let me offer this. So. I absolutely. So I want to be try to be clear in, in, in what you're saying is, so in being taught that, yeah, it wasn't called manage the ego. You're you're being taught it naturally. You're being taught 
you know, respect. But it also, you might also get told or taught, never talk to a man that way. That doesn't say manage his ego, but that's the lesson. Did you understand what I'm saying? So, so no, no, no. I do understand what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so never brought to me like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, no. I'm saying nobody ever called it managing a man's ego, but just being taught to respect is being. It is being put so, like that. It's just not. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. And I hear what you're saying, but so for me, it was just respect what you say. Again, don't get smart with somebody. Don't, you know, I. Snapped at my child the other day, and he's 18, and I was like, did you say what? Because I thought I heard him say what. And he was like, no, ma'am. I said, you know, whatever he said. So things like that, like we were never taught to say what. We were never taught to say, huh. Little things like that to not just to the man in the house, but to anybody in the house. Now, were there certain things that my grandmother did when my grandfather came home from work? Yes. Um, I think just out of respect for him, the things that she did um, as his wife, it's it's kind of hard to explain, I think, or maybe I'm just not getting my words right, but I think it's, it just comes back to the respect. And in terms of what we can do now about it is those of us that have been taught the proper way to respect somebody. Um, and, again, I come from a divorced family. I still saw some foundation growing up, but, you know, my parents were divorced, and and have little respect for each other. Um, but that doesn't mean that I still wasn't taught how to be respectful to a man. You know, I, I know what it took for, I knew what I wanted in my husband um, just from the respect that I saw my grandfather give my grandmother and how she taught and respected him. And so we were taught some of those foundational things as to what we can do now in couples counseling and in, in therapy with Dr. Tiffany then. We have to teach women now to um, to value themselves, number one, and to to know how to just be respectful people. If they don't, you know, if, if that's something that is lacking or if that's an area that needs improvement, it's about the respect piece. And in that, when you're navigating and you're dealing with uh, a man in a relationship, then you can know how to um, speak respectfully, how to move respectfully. We have to continue to teach. We have to continue because we're living it. We're doing it so we can show other people how to do it. But it goes back to what I said. You're responsible for your own actions. I can teach it to you. I can show it to you. I'm living it, but it's how you choose to respond. So in in, in how a woman manages that man's ego, she can be respectful. She If she knows who she is, she knows how to respect and manage herself, then I think that would make it easier because that man is going to see, oh, she's not going to take any kind of thing. So let me not bring any kind of thing to her, you know, and, and vice versa. If that man respects himself, his ego won't get in the way, but it has to be taught. You know, men's groups, you know, we have a men's group at our church that meets every Saturday morning. Um, you know, there's so many different areas that men can or um, organizations that men can be a part of to to keep that in check, if that makes any sense. I feel like I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but yeah, I, want, the, I, I, I would love to not. jump in. I would love to jump in. I was just trying to let you finish. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, it, it's not lost. It can be done. It's 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 not a hopeless cause. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess if that's how you're, you know, hearing me in the sense of that is hope. I, I was just really more no, 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 no. Focused on the dialogue of 
what can and should be said and us just delivering it. Not, you know, even with you, Dr. King, not an idea of can we compete with things. It's just let's have the dialogue of what, you know, what could be said. We got about five minutes left. But, I, you know, I was even hoping to get into, um, you know, what is it like, you know, for navigating even um, a man's ego sexually, like that type of thing or whatever, because we do have hyper egos around these things. And I know of real life examples, for example, of, of kind of like what my son said, where you're not even pleasing the woman, but she has to be so delicate around the ego, she can't even tell the man that. And so it makes the relationship go downhill from a sexual standpoint. And so these, you know, so just wanted to, was hoping to get into, you know, some of that, you know, type of dialogue, um, you know, just even acknowledging how the man's hyper ego can play and what knowledge can be taught around it. What's, what's a healthy ego versus what's a hyper ego. Like those are, you know, some of the dialogues, uh, you know, was hoping to, you know, get into again with, you know, what you have in that background, Dr. King, um, you know, again, only a few minutes left, but if, if what I'm saying, if there's anything resonating about delivering what can we say to those who have not been taught or don't have, you know, please take a few minutes to say, you know, what's good or what they need to hear. Cause a lot of people have never heard these things. So that, you know, so just trying to move the dialogue. To that Absolutely. My, my husband and I just had an interesting conversation about sexual boundaries and, and, and relationships and marriage. I was reading an article about a, a couple who, a celebrity couple who had shared that they, the, the wife had chosen to, um, engage in, in threesomes because the husband that was his desire and she wanted to please him and even though she didn't necessarily want to do it she chose to and that you know she, they found that, that they had to figure out what the boundaries were within that and our conversation was around the fact that you know why did she as a wife or as a woman feel like she needed to do something that she didn't agree to in order to appease her husband's sexual desire and my thoughts were you know we have this boundary in our marriage there are certain things that I'm just not going to do when it comes sexually and that you have to respect as a man, you know, whether I'm your wife or not. Th- th- those boundaries exist because I'm a woman with my own desires, my own likes and dislikes, and there are certain things that I'm just not willing to compromise, in, you know, in terms of my own womanhood. And as a man, you have to respect that. He said, unfortunately, a lot of people don't feel that way. Women feel like today, if I don't do it, he's going to go out somewhere and get it, get it elsewhere and, um, you know, most women, most men will, will, will admit at some point in their lives that, that they absolutely, you know, want to have a threesome and want to engage in those types of activities with their with their spouse. I hear you, but as a woman, we, we can't take away the, the power and voices of our young girls by telling them in society today that you have to do these things in order to keep a man, in order to get a man, in order to, to, oh, to gain the, yeah, the, the yeah, love of your yeah. husband. Yep, and we're in a society that unfortunately take a shot because this is a new caller. I don't have a lot of time, so whoever this is, I'm probably not going to get your whole thought in, but I just want to give you an opportunity to get to the show. Um, uh oh, they just dropped, I think. Okay, yeah, they just dropped. Okay, no problem, so I won't get to the caller. All right, so in this last minute and a half, I want to say thank both of y'all uh, uh, for this conversation. Uh, but yeah, the unfortunate reality is a lot of women are having. Said Dr. King in the sense of thinking I'm up against that, and I think unfortunately some of them are up against it. Again, it all falls back to the same cycle of issues because you know even in the you know even in the boys who are not willing to be respectful or get to the point where they are respectful enough to to understand the boundaries that you're talking about, 
I'm just the real life world for a lot of young people now is what what Ashley was saying if you will, Dr. King is um, your husband respects that boundary. She's just saying, do we have a world in which there are enough men who will? I still highlight that there are plenty of men who want marriage and who do respect women. Again, not that anomaly of people that um, they, they still are the anomaly or still the minority of who don't you know, care for a woman. I don't want none of those men with women anyway. No, I would never let my daughter be with those type of men. If I could, if I could have any say so with that, obviously I don't. A woman, you know, my daughter can choose to do what she wants, but I hope I teach her not to go after those type of men. However, the extended adolescence is a lot, it's a lot older before men sometimes learn to respect it in a world where they're never being taught that. So that's just kind of how I'll end it today. And thank both of y'all for coming on today. Appreciate you both. And y'all can say goodbye to the intellectual outcast, and we're out this piece. Um, did I lose Ty? Still there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. No, it was all good. I was just saying thank you for coming on today. I think I already Dr. King. She was at a, a football game with her son, so I think she had to go. But I was just saying thank you okay. for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Smith. Absolutely.